0: Welcome back to another episode of Chats with the Starting Artists. Thank you guys. Took a little hiatus after Tokyo, but back with another episode. Um, Thank everybody for listening. Thank you for those that are subscribing, Um, those that are leaving comments and feedback. If you haven't left comments or feedback, please, please, please make sure you do so. It's very, very helpful, and I also just want to get other perspectives. So, very, very grateful for everybody that's just been listening on a continual basis and. You know, wanting to to get better, and today we have an amazing creative. Um, he actually has his own podcast called "We're Getting Better." But we have amazing creative uh, with us, uh, Brian Summers. Um, so, Brian, quick, real quick, tell us who you are, where you're from, and what your creative discipline is.
1: Oh uh, man! Well, first of all, thank you for having me in. Well, like you said, I'm I'm a photographer. Um, okay. By uh, well, currently, you know, like I'm focusing on photography. Uh, background is actually uh, fine art so it's really broad and I guess I had like a long story on how I actually got to photography or narrowed it down, decided to narrow it down from that broad, uh, that broad field, this is one specific area Yeah. but um, you know originally from PG County Maryland outside of DC um, and you know been working on a few projects lately. Um, Most recently um, I guess this is more of a passion project and it might end up turning into like in a lane or a life's work. Yeah. But, um, it's a series called The We Love You Project. Okay. And the whole goal of that project was to take 1,000 portraits of black men of all ages to change the negative narrative, you know. And it, it, that, that's just the surface of it. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, the goal of it was to break the internet, you know, and also to, like I said, change the image. Because think about it like, we grew up watching movies like New Jack City. Yeah. Um, Movies like Boys in the Hood, you know, pretty much a lot of John Singletary movies, um, just a lot of movies that, you know, were telling a story, but some, you know, some, some stories were exploiting things or mistelling stories or giving this image that every black male, one, is, is you know, is in the hood, two, is, you know, um, probably going to, you know, rob you or sell drugs. Tied up to basketball to get out the hood, yeah, <laughs> and probably not make it out the hood because of going in jail or getting shot, yeah. So, you know, that's the, that's the image that I know I have in the back of my head growing up, thinking of what I could be. You know, never did I ever think that they could be a black president because yeah. we never saw images of that, right? You know, so just one goal of the project on the road is to just change that, change that perspective and change that narrative that young, you know, young black men, AND black women, and just people in general, you know, can. Can, can gain from this type of stuff. You know, we now have the opportunity to, or the tools rather, to, to control the, the media or what's news worth it to, to us. Yeah. By having your own you know, social media account, you can post whatever to that um, account and that's the news that you're putting out. And if you become Super you interesting know, a blogger place. or whatever, you know, like that's that's the role that you can earn, you know, or develop, you know, so. It's
0: interesting you look at it as like, you. I was listening to another podcast the other day. I don't recall which one it was, but it might have been it might have been um it might have actually not been about it might have just been the locks on The Breakfast Club mm. or even on Combat Jack, I think, and they were just kind of talking about like no, actually what's his name I was talking about it, Gary V. And it's talking about how like everything on the internet, like you can create your own facts, which is crazy. So there's like you know, you can say that polo or ralph lauren was the first person to make a boot and that while that might not might not be true you can like create a story on the internet and create that as a truth so it's interesting that you just kind of use the perspective of like saying like creating your own news and that's that's crazy because you look at all these like new some new some older but new news platforms you know huffington post is I, i don't know how old now but then there's also like Arianna Huffington was also or some people from her team started another platform called Now This News and I have a friend that works over there mm-hmm. and then you have like Yahoo News and Google News and everybody like Apple is doing news now. Yeah. Um, but that's like more aggregated sort of thing from other publications. But it's just an interesting space in creating and in creativity and um, yeah, you know, some of the things we talk about here on the podcast is just create, we talk with creatives, we talk about creativity, we talk with people in the brand space or from the brand side and understanding creativity and how they think, but really just using this as a tool and as a platform for the creative community, um, but then also for people on the marketing side that work with brands and people that I work with as well, some of my clients, just to understand people like you. So you said you said something interesting, we were just talking earlier, you know, kind of how I got started and we <laughs> reminisced on just some of our time, uh, respectively, back in the 757, so I've known Brian for a number of years We went to school uh, across the water from one another. (laughs) Uh, I went to Hampton University, he went to Norfolk State. Behold the green and gold. Yeah. (laughs) And um, we have a a mutual connection, and uh, Devon Cole, a friend of mine, and and, uh, I didn't know Brian at the time until we came to New York, uh, or until I came to New York, and then we were involved in another endeavor together. Um, But even kind of going back to you kind of creatively being there and taking nightlife photos for uh, a platform or a online publication called Up in the Mix mm-hmm. um, and that was super super interesting but then you also just touched on something that I didn't even know about you might have told me this a few years ago you, you, you have
1: a fine arts degree so what you study fine arts at Norfolk yeah at Norfolk State yeah funny story when I when I went to school and enrolled I wanted to study graphic design mm-hmm. and uh, you know I signed up you know got 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 into school got my schedule together and it wasn't until like the second semester that I realized that my degree wasn't graphic design degree. It was actually a fine arts degree. Hmm. And what they told me was, you know, pretty much, uh, your major is fine arts, but you can pick and choose your specific classes to, um, to get you to, to that, to that major, you know? Yeah. Like if I wanted to take, if I wanted to do graphic design, I'd have to take more graphic design classes hmm. than I would taking painting classes. Yeah. Or, you know, I could have even like taken six more credits and gotten a teacher, uh, excuse me, got, got an art education degree. You know. which I kind of look back and think like damn I should have I should have did that Yeah, that would have been a cool way to you know fund me fund my you know my personal projects or passion projects you know while I'm while I'm while I'm working still in my field you know yeah. cause a lot of times you know, as a freelancer you know or with somebody that's chasing their dream or pursuing their dream they might want to You know, do this one thing they love, but they need some funds to back that, and that's often what that nine to five is. For sure, that's that. That's that nine to five to to fuel or to fund your passion project that you can't, you know, eat at the time. But you know, yeah. So, um, some people are, you know, are fortunate to 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 do that. But if 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 I look back now, I can feel this time that you know, like it's downtime with teaching. You know, and I like teaching. I like, you know, I have these podcasts that are education based and ones lifestyle based. But the whole point of them is to help people. Like, no, no, no pun intended. But to get better, yeah. You know, and to learn more, and to keep, you know, understanding that there's other platforms out here thanks to like the internet that you can um, use to um, to self educate.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's internet's an interesting space, and just we're in an interesting, a really, really interesting time of everybody kind of creating their own thing and. So you, so you studied Fine Arts, and I heard you say earlier, I didn't even know,
1: you got an MFA as well? So I actually, um, no, I, I, was in, I was in grad school to get a, uh, a, a Master's of Arts. It wasn't an MFA. Okay. Um, but it was in, I was studying Media Management, which is pretty much like the grad school level of mass communications. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, right after school, I started actually working for Dollar Tree as, as, their, as their graphic designer.
0: Wow. Um, so wait, you went to you went you got your master's at Norfolk too, at Norfolk State.
1: Yes, yeah, so I didn't I didn't I didn't finish with the degree, but yeah, I went to Norfolk State. Okay. To, to for get, undergrad
0: to get, and for grad. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep, yep.
1: Yeah. And while I was in grad school, uh, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> it's funny. If you fin- if you don't go, if you don't finish uh, with your degree in undergrad, you're a dropout, right? Right. You know, but okay, you you a dropout in grad school? Does that is, do you even care at that point? You know, or is that just you just stop doing your you know post?
0: I don't think it really matters in real yeah. life my opinion but that's interesting okay yeah. so what so why why didn't you finish your grad school um, what, what what was the reservation
1: yeah so i mean i was having a few um issues with um with some classes you know i just wasn't getting like the like the right grades that i needed to pass it. Yeah. you know I, I also had some issues i felt like you know were with teachers but you no, know, i can't get hung, hung up on that because it was still a blessing to be there because what actually happened was the summer that i should have been taking a, a, a class i got trapped into this program called uh uh, creative Minds and Cons program mm. and it was started um, by um, a guy, uh, actually uh, a, a Howard alum. And um, he um, he started this project, it actually started off as, as a production company and he had, you know, opened it up to young, you know, students in college, uh, whether at HBCU or, or you know, at a P- P- PWI to get a chance to go to the Cons Festival. Mm. He submitted a film a short film into like a section of the, the Cannes film festival you're there for two weeks you get to compete in a different um, film festival under his program and actually just get a chance to work an internship mm-hmm. or just be out there like maneuvering throughout you know the, the festival um, and you know getting a trip abroad you know getting a trip you know outside of the country getting a stamp in your passport it was just an awesome opportunity so I'm out there in France trying to register for summer school and, and, and the fall as well and um, you know, I I got a loan, shit didn't work out. Like like for some reason the school had a limitation on like I, I had to have, some of the credits to get this loan, but the loan was already granted. I just couldn't mm. put it with the school. So it was some kind of communication error. I didn't get back in the school, and at that point I was like, you know what? I'm in France. Fuck it. So what did you create out there? So. What actually got me out there, I was doing video at the time, and I was doing this, this little short short series called Bathroom Skits, <laughs> yeah. like a little comedy series I, I tried to make up of just awkward situations that might happen in the bathroom, uh, or reasons why people, or excuse me, like situations that might happen in the bathroom that might be awkward or whatnot, Yeah. right? So I did that, submitted that to the program, got it. Got accepted, and I submitted those short skits. It was like three, it was three uh, in the series. I submitted them to the program out right there, and um, that was... Being viewed, people could come to this. This uh, it's like a convention. You mm-hmm. can come to the convention and go to this booth where they had a bunch of viewing stations and you could like view all of these different short short um, films throughout the whole festival.
0: Okay, um, so it was part of
1: con yeah yeah it was just like a it just wasn't you know in like the grand palais you know it was Mm. just a lower I guess a lower level so you presented a a con that's crazy yeah yeah I guess I guess I do like downplay it a lot but yeah yeah, you should
0: definitely (laughs) put that up there on your website or like you know what I mean like I would even love to look at that and it's even funny right like looking back at because I remember when we did I've had the opportunity to work with Brian on a couple different things but I remember when we we worked on a, a client we worked with a client together at Fitbox and um I remember I'd asked you if you were still sh- uh, shooting video because I know you shot the stills and you were like, nah, I kind of moved out of that. But you, you kind of, from a creative perspective, a creative visual perspective, have had the opportunity to do a little bit of everything. So why focus on like having presented content, video content or, or movie content at con? Like, why move? into, you know, stills and photography versus, like, already kind of getting to this peak, because even when, after we did Mod Snob together, you, you know, branding Byron uh, Brian was, you know, like, there was a lot of video content, and your boy that lives in Houston that you were talking about earlier, you yeah, guys were understand. working together to do a lot of stuff, so why focus just on one medium, where you, did you just want to get better at one thing, you know, and, and kind of perfect that, for, or, you know what I mean, did you just well, not like video?
1: Yeah, I, I did a couple of things that, that kind of like made me not like video as well, but mm. I originally started with photography. Okay. And the reason why I got into the video was because digital cameras had the um, movie mode, you know, and Thomas and I were, were shooting a lot together and we were start, started to do behind the scenes uh, video content of our, of our shoots. Yeah. As, you know, we both, like Thomas actually was a college professor for like, you know, a little bit at Virginia Union, um, but, you know, we both appreciated the education space. So you know that kind of stemmed from that behind the scenes doing tutorials as well, and um, you know that was that was fun, but video to me I, I guess I just don't like editing video. Mm. You know, so I mean technically I could still do it or still direct or still shoot, just as long as I can pass it off to somebody else to edit. Yeah, but there's a
0: lot of bag opportunities just in that and being able. That's why I Ask yeah, is it's kind yeah. of like I feel like it's
1: one of those things like you know, you you notice it, but for instance. Um, graphic design, right? Graphic design is so broad. Yeah. Um, I prefer print design. I, I actually create artist books. I put out um, an artist book, for, two artist books actually for um, Marcus, Marcus Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, one uh, is an adult comic book and one is uh, actually a t- titled BRAS acronym for black renditions of universal heroes. So you produce that? I actually put together the content like so. He. Oh, that's so, sick! I know Marcus yeah. well. That's dope.
0: I didn't know that you. That that. I mean, as much as as long as I know you, I didn't know that that was.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like that's that's something that I could also tap into when it comes time for my own photography is putting mm-hmm. together books of my work. Um, and that's actually a goal of the Lovey Project to put together a book for that. But I've done two books for him, and I'm working on a book now for uh, Adele Supreme. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's she's uh, she's awesome got some tight workout this book that I work is that with called, that's his girl right yeah that's okay. his girl
0: I thought I, the girl. now I was like remembering the name I haven't mm-hmm. met her but I've definitely seen them on socials mm-hmm. together.
1: So be, be on the lookout for um, oh my gosh yes oh excuse me be on the lookout for oh my God yes okay it's a dope book her illustrations in there are are funny um, the writing is, is is dope it's just you know if, if you're familiar with her work you can definitely check out um her Instagram so okay. supreme and just get a taste of like what's gonna be in the book or what's actually in the book. So she's an artist as well. Exactly. It's just a dope. I guess like a power, power couple. I guess yeah. you could call it. But um. But yeah, design was my was my background. So like you could have somebody design a business card or do layout, and say, hey, I'm a I'm a graphic designer to somebody, and that person automatically thinks, oh, you do websites. And me, you know, I know like that's like you said, it's, it's bags in that, it's bags and coding, it's bags and doing user experience, but what if you just want to do print yeah you know so it's one of those things where i love photography first videography came out of photography Mm -hmm. and i just had a chance to bring it back because i think it was taken away from what i wanted to focus on plus still photography is like instant gratification whether it's a polaroid fast or whether it's you taking a digital digital shot or taking a shot and uh developing it in a lab Photography is a process and all, but it's still more instant than uh, videography. Yeah. You know, in videography, you shoot it, you download it, you, you know have to have a storyboard before you even shoot it, and you know then edit it and export it, see if the client likes it, if they don't like it, you have to go back and re-edit it, versus photography, you, know, you, you, you have different levels or different layers that you can go in as far as retouching, but for my style, um, I, I feel like I have my workflow down packed. Yeah. It, it, at, least, at least it feels fun. It feels easy. That's why I like that better than uh, videography and even drawing and graphic design. Okay.
0: So, I mean, you you touched on a lot of different things that I didn't know capability-wise that you had. I, I think I knew about some of the design stuff that you did even when uh, I, something earlier this year or last year I reached out to you about. But it's almost kind of like why not just sort of, you know, operate in these creative verticals right and to your point of not liking to edit video you know or even some of the other post production sort of things why not just you know creative direct and then pass it off and have a team you know like a thomas or uh james is james yeah i work with uh, thomas james and my guy josh peters yeah josh and so it's just kind of like you know why why not even you know just do that i think that's just something dope and and you know i think you have a very very unique offering having those sort of capabilities, obviously you, you've done it for yourself, but as far as like, you know, client working and getting bags, right, you talking <laughs> about getting bags, you know what I mean, like I think it's, just, it's more that you can broaden, so why not go in that direction versus just, you know, uh, solely doing photography, but you actually like from a creative perspective branched out in addition to photography with the podcast with the, 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 the We Love You project and just other sort of projects that you worked on and other ideas that you told me about. So wh- wh- why that versus, you know, versus the other creative direction way, or creative
1: shop way, you know? Well, you know, to be honest, like, I am interested in creative, creative direction and art direction. Um, but I feel like one thing that's kind of helped me back personally from um, getting in art direction I guess it's that gatekeeper aspect of it, uh, I would like to be an art director for an agency, mm-hmm. but when applying to them, it's, you know, you need agency experience, you know, so it's like, damn, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't go to school for advertising, and I haven't you know, worked for any agencies, so how can I prove that I have agency experience, but one thing that I guess I haven't let hold me back is the fact that if, if there's a door that, hey, that I want to get into that has been open. Or or if somebody's not been, if somebody's not giving me an opportunity, I'm going to take an opportunity. Yeah. And you know just from like the, the podcast, I, mean, I felt like there was a need for it, so I, I I started you know the the show, and you know forty plus episodes later, you know we're still getting better.
0: Yeah. I mean I I disagree to an extent with what you said of like like you have had certain experiences. It's all about how you present it. So you might not have been at a traditional agency, right? Like a BBDO. Uh, OMD, McCann, whatever, yeah. you name them. But you were at, you know, you were doing stuff at Moguldom. But then within your own projects, you have a reel of work, you have a book of work that you can show. You know what I mean? And you have your own unique creative perspective, in my opinion, that is presentable and that is, you know, could be up to par with, you know, somebody that went to a VCU mm-hmm. uh, brand school or design center. Um, it operates like that. So I think, I think you have something unique and, you know, that, that's the kind of why I look at it. It's like, man, you have all the stuff that you're doing and there's ways that you can kind of capitalize on it. But talking about capitalizing on things, I think that you've, you know, you've, you've, you've went into a space and I've actually been inspired by it a little bit, um, you know, even knowing a little bit of your story of why you started the podcast. Um, but then looking at, you put me onto a creative platform, Creative Mornings. Uh, or platform Creative Mornings and you know that's a uh, I wouldn't call it a TED competitor
1: it's its different for sure for sure. It's like it's a, it's a, it's it's a cre- creative lecture series yeah uh, you know they I guess they're similar in, in in the format but um I actually feel like TEDx was formed because of acknowledging Creative Mornings you know, it's yeah. a free globally re- recognized uh, brand that happens in in a lot of major design cities or major cities period across the world and i always adding more to it so i feel like tedx kind of noticed that and was like wait we have we have to address this but they're they're, they're different platforms in, in in their own right yeah they, i mean you've
0: you've done that like right so like i when i was managing like you you i don't even know how we got to talking about it but you put me on introduced me to sally and their team over at creative mornings and you know essentially just kind of that was like a whole thing in itself and you've kind of already done a lot of things man like you know, what, where do you feel, what, what's been your challenges, right, with the things that you've accomplished and the places that you want to go? And you don't have to share where you want to go. You can if you want to. But, you know, what's kind of have been the challenges that you've faced along the journey? You know, it has it been lack of resources, financials, like, you know, because like I said, I feel like you've done a lot. You've, you, From a creative perspective, you've been in places and done things that other people haven't.
1: Yeah. Um I feel like it I mean, I'm always gonna you know, wish I had more 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 cash resources, more more, more bank resources. Um, but um I don't know, I think it's 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 lack of knowledge. Hmm. And I I am where I am right now because of I like guess dues paid, um Kenji has definitely been like a you know, a, a huge uh resource. Not only, you know, is he you know like He not only is is he family, but he's. I'm lucky to have somebody like that. That's that's close enough to me. Yeah. That is in that lane, and we can definitely. We we have a mutually beneficial relationship. You know, in addition to us being family. You know, like I'm. I'm a creative. He's he's a connector, a strategist, a planner. But he's a creative man. He's he's
0: built. And so Kenji's his cousin. We talked. We spoke Kenji in the last episode, episode thirteen. But. You know, Kenji's a creative, he's built a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about consistency earlier. Yeah. Hasn't necessarily been consistent in them, but the thought behind them and the direction behind them is really, really yeah. inspiring and amazing from moderate snobbery to the future is bright mm-hmm. to to passport sure. project yep. um to, to his conversations kava kenji here you know what i mean like he's built these brands underneath his thing and he can kind of like thrive in all of them but i you know me knowing him personally i know okay. he probably doesn't have the attention span to keep all of them kind of going while at the same time like doing a job and like having well, other things kind of come up i think as I, a human
1: i think i think a better way to say it, instead of attention span is more so. Yeah, all um, right. That's a bad way to say it. Yeah, no, I, I know what you meant though. It's more so like the the time that you get to devote to this properly. Exactly. You know. Exactly. And, and I think that that's that's what happens a lot with people. Like they have a they have this this goal to, to take care of, and they start it, You know, and we we all probably you know fell fell short to this. You know, you had, you had an idea, you wanted to do it, and for whatever reason, you you weren't, you weren't able to. Continue with because of certain, you know, resources. With me, like we were saying earlier, like you yes, asked, was it was it was it money? Was it was it knowledge? Was it experience or whatnot? And I feel like I shortchanged myself a little bit by not, you know, realizing that my stuff, you know, could be, you know, thanks to the internet, thanks to you know YouTube University, you know, could be something that's valued at the same level as what you might get from a Deutsche or you know, a, for sure, a, you know, DDB, you know, type type of organization. Um But you know growing you know putting putting years in researching, and uh and I guess this all happens at your own pace you know you, you 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 can progress at whatever rate that you want you know what or whatever rate that you put in, rather you know like you know over the years you know, i 've met you, you know that's your, your resource, Kenji's a resource, but even more you know, it's people that we've met through through each other um people that we know now that we didn 't know ten years ago, you know, so ten years ago me I was like, no, nah, I can't I can't do that. Now it's like, you know, I mentioned on, on another show, uh now we're realizing that thanks to the internet we are the gatekeepers and, you know, we can do these things. Um it's just a matter of, like you say, convincing. Yeah. And um, you know, I, it's funny, like somebody might wanna debate, you know, somebody's point of view, but you know, I appreciate uh your disagreement, you know, and letting, letting me know like how you feel about my work, mm-hmm. you know, or what you know I can do, what somebody like me can do, you know, somebody like like our, ourselves is capable of doing. You know, if we just put the put the, the time in and do the research, and uh, and be consistent.
0: Yeah, I mean consistency is tough, right? Like, I started this podcast, Chat with the Serving Artists, you know, to to be. A bridge and and be a resource for the creative community and you know have conversations with creatives, have conversations with people on the marketing and on the brand side, um, and just people that create in general. Um, not necessarily, it doesn't always have to be artistic. It doesn't have to be music. It doesn't have to be film. It doesn't have to be photography. It just so happens I happen to know a lot of photographers, and I think that that's a very very interesting lane now. So that's a lot of the subjects that I, I talk with. But you know, some of that came from seeing what you did and what you're doing with We're Getting Better, Um, some of that inspiration came from there, Um, and even like knowing your story and why you started the podcast. Um, But you know, just looking at it and saying like, how can this be a service, right? But then now I have to be consistent, like I've been consistent now more than ever, and I've had the podcast for a year, but I only have, I think, your episode 14. Mm. You know, I was looking the other day like, damn, I started this last November, and you know, I remember we talked about it, and you were like, "Yeah, man, I just do it every Monday, every Tuesday, whatever your, your frequency was uh, of doing it." And now you're up to probably episode like two hundred and twenty or something like that, or two hundred and fifty. Uh, I don't even know where you stand. That. That's been the toughest part. Like, how do you stay consistent? You know, is this something do you write out goals? We talk about goal setting in this podcast. Like, you know, do you do you work back from putting certain things in stone and just kind of challenge so, yourself there? Like, well, how do you challenge yourself to be consistent?
1: Uh, it's funny. I guess you just look at for me, like we're getting better the name alone. It goes beyond photography; it's just a personal thing, like with everything yourself. Like, what, in your, what do you think you need to get better at? For me, I often joke say I'm a professional procrastinator. You know, like I'm, I'm really, <laughs> I guess that's that's been my my strong point. In all, all, all throughout school, being able to have an assignment up until like the last day. Keep in mind, I got this project like weeks ago, right? I can do a project on like within like, the last couple of days, and you know shut myself out, you know, but I still get it done. I got used to that, but that's not a good habit to have. Right. So one thing that I made sure I um, wanted to do or fix with We're Getting Better was having a schedule and sticking to it. Like, if I know I have this deadline, like, it's one thing to say, okay, I have a I have a Tuesday deadline, or now it's a Wednesday deadline for the show to come out. Some days I'd put a show out. I like it the same morning and put it out that afternoon. That's yeah. not really good, you know. But if I have my head to schedule this thing, I know I need to. I know I need to record on Wednesday to give me enough time to put it out for next Wednesday. Right. You know, or whatever. Whatever your day is, whatever your your buffer time is, you know, that you need to have a comfortable time to really put in the the effort to give you a quality product. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I gotta record it. I gotta edit it myself, or send it to somebody to get edited. I have to have a nice format together, whether I have breaks, whether I have um, music, you know, different segments. All of that, pl- plan it out before you, before you even start it, and then have a production schedule. And then before you know it, you know, like I'm, I'm mentioning right now, but these are all the things that you would do if you were at a major company. Yeah, you just might not have known the jargon.
0: Yeah. So so for you it's essentially you set your goals and then within the goals you put together a schedule for the goals mm-hmm. and the schedule is like the time frame and how you kind of hold yourself accountable.
1: Mm-hmm. I guess it's like problem solving. Yeah, you identify what it is that you want to uh, accomplish or solve, mm-hmm. and you uh, write out the, the the plan to to solve that problem, to fix that issue. You know, and that would be you know like what where where, where do I need to get to and where, where am I right now? So I know I need to have this show is so i wanted to be a weekly show i need to have everything in order whether whether i'm the main person filming or recording and editing uh, or you know i need to make sure i can delegate it in enough time yeah and make it worthwhile for people you know whether you're paying them cash or you know some type of mutual beneficial situation
0: yeah how important is that for you right like having that community and collaborating and looking you know you have a podcast you have some other things that you're doing So the resources that you use, like, has it been challenging? Do you barter? Do you pay? Like, without getting too detailed into your business, Mm -hmm. but you know, Mm -hmm. how have have you operated creatively and being able to accomplish some of your things?
1: Well, to be honest, it's kind of hard to to detach myself from a lot of things, Um, you know, especially if it started off as like my idea. Now you got so much passion put into the project that you you might not, you know, feel you might not trust somebody to take your your raw product and stick with your vision, but luckily, you know, I've met enough people that you know, I, I consider uh, resources that we can, you know, a lot, a lot of times it is, it is bartering. Yeah. Because uh, that's your baby. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I, at this point, I, you have a lot of people that, you know, want to be a part of a project that they believe in or, or see, you know, is, is, um, has potential or has a purpose, but at the end of the day, too, you get what you pay for, I, I feel. Yeah, so for sure. I guess it's more so uh, what I feel I wouldn't be the best at. Yeah. Like if it's something that I know just takes some time or I know somebody that's better at this than me, mm-hmm. I, I reach out. Like my guy, um, Ricky, Ricky Lawrence, uh, Rick underscore did underscore it on, on Instagram. Okay. He, he, he's the engineer or, you know, the person that edits um, my, my my show, Shooter with Shooters. Yeah. Um, I, I edit We're Getting Better. That's because, you know, it's it's more of a, I feel like it's a simpler show for me to edit, you know, it's just, it's it's less pieces, you know, at some point, you know, when I add on um, more shows to, to like, my, my my plate, then, you know, I'll probably dish those shows out, I'll probably go into those shows thinking that I want to have this person doing it, so when you start yeah. off fresh with, like, a, like your, your own personal baby, if, I feel like if you started it and you had that passion in your head or in your heart to actually create this project, you probably knew that you could do it yourself. But if you go into something thinking, all right, I want to do this project for Nike, that's a that's an audio project. Um, I know how to do it, but I know somebody better for this now that I understand how to record and edit audio. Now I can go into it and say, okay, yeah, I want... Rick to edit it, or I want you know I want to go to a studio for them to do this. I want to put uh, ambient sound under this, you know, to help this story, you know, come across better uh, audibly. Yeah, you know, so I, I guess the, all of that goes into consideration when you're thinking about how do you attach yourself from the project, how do you decide what to delegate. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, what to that point, right? Like you talked about brand. We always talk about that here, right? Like the upside of of working with. Brands, the upside of of doing client work. What's been, you know, what's been like one of your favorite brands that you worked with thus far? Because it looks like you do, and from what I know, you do a lot of independent projects, which is dope. Um, But then, you know, obviously we've done some work together, but just on your own um, and just even in the freelance world or um, when you bring on partners and collaborators, like who've been like some of your favorite brands that you worked with
1: um, or just brand partners? Well, I don't know if I would consider much of a, a a brand, but more so um, other projects or initiatives or just productions. Um, I was the resident photographer for the Combat Jack Show. Yeah, the podcast.
0: Super super dope.
1: It was awesome to be there with Reggie. At the time, Pete Premium Pete was the co-host. He's now got uh, his own his own show, um, uh, and. You know, it was just cool being in that environment, getting a lot of knowledge from these guys because these guys are older than me. They've been around hip hop and these artists. You know, they're both guys from Brooklyn. You know, just just it's, it's, it's a lot of knowledge, and you know, they're OGs. Yeah. And I'm I'm there. I'm not that young, you know, but I'm you know I'm young enough to soak in the knowledge. There's a lot of like guys com- coming in like Ice T was in there, and this mm-hmm. this is a, a guy that's a little younger than my dad, telling stories that are similar to my dad. You know. Um, and, the, and you can match the time up and everything. So just being in there, being somebody that you look up to from being a rapper to, you know, in, in the own weird way, you know, at, at the time society was coming up from being a pimp, <laughs> you know, now, now, now he's on law and order, yeah. you know, it's been a on lot, a order lot for a minute, you know, to it's, it's the, the point where he had a perm and a ponytail, and now he's got the low, the low cut. Yep. All that to say, he's an OG, and to see him there at the Combat Jack Show was dope. And then yeah. you get somebody like Big Crit coming in, uh, Young Guru come, come, coming through, um, you know, Knife Wonder, yeah, um, and even like uh, who was there? On, on my fa- well, two, two of my favorite shoots that I actually did um, with the Combat Jack Show. Three actually was uh, a uh Currency, Ray and bro. And, um, and J-, J. Cole. Yeah. And for, actually, I feel like for like the, the whole year, like uh, the last year that I was shooting with him, uh, that's when J. Cole dropped, uh, um, what was it? A. Uh, two, so yeah, 2014 Forest Hills Drive, yep. He dropped 2014 Forest Hill Drive, and maybe yeah, a week or two before that dropped, he came, he came out, he came out to the Combat Jack show and took t- 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 a shot. And that photo became like the big photo of J. Cole for like the year. Word. You know, that's so, love. So, like, that was a cool situation, you know, just seeing that image go around the internet, you know, around and around. And then, most recently, I had a chance to document the last summit for the My Brother's Keeper Alliance hmm. for, you know, that's the, the White House. Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, An initiative. And, you know, that was that was the last summit of the year. So, I had a chance to photograph you know, the, the president. Which Word. is really, it's pretty pretty really dope. You know, I, didn't, I didn't
0: even know that. Congrats. And it, it,
1: thank you, man. It just it just, just actually happened. I like, you know, I didn't get a chance to shake his hand. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, I was within like hundred feet of him. And, Word. you know, me and shout out to you know, my guy, my, my co-host, of, uh, shooter and shooters, uh, and Dio Kosoko, the art hype on And you know, he he was there and you know, we just had an awesome time photographing that. That was a, that was historic. It was a different level of company that we had a chance to work for. It's a nonprofit. And, you know, just to, it, once again, I guess I like history because that's a historical moment. And I always say this too that, like, photographers are investors. You know, like I can take a picture of you right now in 2016, you know, and. You know, next year is old, like tomorrow. So, but imagine what happens in 2026. You're looking back at it, you know, like it's an archive. Yeah, yeah. You might, you might have a longer beard, no beard, locks, no locks. Yeah. You know, probably won't have locks in 2026. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> the term, I don't know if the brand will still be there. We'll see. <laughs> Look, man. As long, as long as you can have hair, appreciate sure. it because I'm rocking the body right now <laughs> underneath, underneath this is beanie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Word. Yeah, man. Those. I think like I said, I like history. I like the fact that we're, we're doing something archival. Shout out, shout out to uh, J- Jonathan Mannion. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of a lot of the early, um, not early, but a lot of the hip-hop, we grew up on like early Jay-Z or early DMX, Aaliyah. You know, a lot of these like hip-hop icons that we have today, you know, for us in our generation, he shot. And he's the OG now. And uh, Reasonable Doubt 20-year anniversary comes around and he has photos yeah. to, to, to show for that. DMX, you know, 20th anniversary.
0: Even listening to that podcast, he did, he did uh, Elliot Wilson, listen to that podcast mm-hmm. was like, how that process and even how D, the DMX shoot came to be and, yeah. you know, 50 Cent came to be, like, those are just interesting stories but, you know, now you actually have the pictures to go along with the story. The pictures tell their own story and exactly. then you have him telling the actual story of how it happened and how it came together exactly. which was really, really dope.
1: And one, one thing I felt like I, I did with the Combat Jack Show is, um you know, like you said, they have a visual component. I'm assuming you have an audio component. I used to have a visual component when they, they had like a, a video um, that they did, like a, an actual visual episode. Mm. But the photography aspect of it, the way I shot it, I feel like really try to co- capture like the grit of the Combat Jack Show. You know, the show is. Hip hop artists, not all the time, but it's hip hop culture. Um, It's it's history. Like Reggie's, like in his 50s or early 50s. Yeah. Like he was an entertainment lawyer when he was, you know, just just starting off and working with like Dame Dash and Jay Z. Yeah. And all of these guys. So imagine having that wealth of knowledge, knowing what was going on back then. You know, the 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 legal aspect of it as well too. So it's awesome. It's awesome to sit seeing that. So.
0: So you were the resident photographer. You, you took portraits of, 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 the, of the subjects, or? Yeah,
1: I, I, did, I did like behind the scenes shots of the recordings. Um, but at the end, it was always one, sh- one, one shot, one photo that I did of everybody. It's a portrait style. And it changed. I actually did it two styles. Um, I started off doing it with a black background, just mm-hmm. using the ambient light. And then I brought in a ring light. Um, and then I you know, changed the background and made it a, just a black and white image really grungy black and white image. I remember those. Which actually, I mean, I, it, worked, it worked well for all, all the men, but sometimes we have women come in and, you know, they come in just thinking it's just an interview, not even thinking about the photo. So, you know, that's when I had to choose, like, do I retouch these or do I just go, or how far do I go on with retouching because the images really aren't that flattering. For women. You know, it's like really grungy. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not, not a glamour photo. I feel like, I remember I shot a, a photo of Wendy Williams, you know, and she's like, you know, this, Person in the gossip and glamour and you know that, that lane, but then I got this really grungy photo of you, you know that doesn't flatter you. So like, is that a, is that a timeless photo or is it just like I, I don't really I don't really plug this?
0: How do you? I mean, how to that point? Like, how do you differentiate? Right? Like, do you send it to her for her approval first, or do you post it? No, like, did just, that even just, go up?
1: Yeah, no. I I mean, common courtesy. How do you make that decision? Yeah, I I, I just created myself to be honest. I trust I trust my own eye. And I, I I feel like. Like I was invited to, to, to shoot on, on their show, so you know I suggested the idea. They pretty much gave me creative direction, you know, for what I, for what I wanted to do. Um, if the idea was convenient, if it was quick, you know, if it was pretty much if we could get the guests to do it, they were they were cool with it. Um, and everybody loved the way the photos came out, so you know they gave me uh, creative control over it, um, and I you know, I decided which images actually were the best ones, you know, for it, and um, now. Nah. I know sometimes, like, celebrities or people in general might say, you know, oh yeah, delete that, I don't like the way, the way that looks, but that's you. That's, that's the way I go about it, I don't really do it. It's interesting,
0: man, I, I recently had, I, I, I'm not a shooter at all, but I just I took an image of a friend of mine and um, gotten uh, got some feedback about the image, and I had already posted it, and it was kind of like, to your point, right, like it's subjective. So it was like, hey, this isn't really flattering of this person, but I'm just kind of like, well, you know, they weren't really post, they weren't really posing, and I didn't really, it wasn't like, I respect the person, and I respect, you know what I mean? I respect that that point of view and that opinion, but it wasn't like a sort of thing of like, hey, let me know what you think, and I was asked to take it down, and at a courtesy of just like the relationship I had, it was kind of like I, th- I had to think about it like, well, you know, now when I take photos of people. You know, should I just send it to them for approval? And I, I'm not an artist like that. I'm not a shooter. So it was kind of an interesting space to be in. I always think about, you know, to that point of even, ha- you know, giving that example of Wendy Williams, it's like, you know, do you, how do you judge that? Like, what's, how do you make those decisions of like?
1: I, I feel like you, you, di- you dictate it yourself. You know, like you, if you always, if you make it a habit of, of calling somebody or sending an email to somebody and say, hey, what do you think about this? And you just open the you just open the door for uh, all that to come in, and if somebody knows you for that practice, then you know. Like, next thing you know, like that's a common thing. I to make a habit of saying no, I'm not going to edit that. You know, this is it, it's edited. You know, that's just what I do. You know, whether it's me just doing color correction or whether it's me doing sk- skin retouching and then deciding how far I go with it. I like to make sure people look natural. I want them to look real. Um, but also, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to set you up either. Like, I do retouch images.
0: Yeah. But, but I mean, I think that's the best thing is, like, you know, if you're taking an image of somebody and you post it, I feel like that's always in a good light, right? Unless you're, like, posting a caption with some drama or some yeah. sort of gossip. Like, yeah, if I, 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 from a moral morality perspective, I just would kind of use that as, like, my margin or my rule of thumb is just kind of like, yo, know, if I'm posting a picture of you, it's, it's love. It's not, you know what I mean? I, I'm not looking at it as like, oh, it's not flattering. I'm looking at it of however I took the image mm-hmm. of just kind of showing you in this light. You know what I mean? Different from, because I have a different perspective on and then, uh, you versus how your mother might think of you versus how your girlfriend, your brother, your sister might think of you. So.
1: And then another thing to consider too is you are the curator. You know, So let's, let's say right now because the internet, you can your own images to this platform over here, right? Right. Now you have a, uh, a trail, you know, a, what do you want to call it, a, di- a digital trail of, uh, or, or, or your track record, you know. So if anybody sees your image that you give them and, and they have a problem with it. Matter of fact, I actually had a, a, a client that had a problem with, uh, the they found a product that, that, that I gave them. This was, you know, an, an individual you know, taking um, engagement shots. Hmm. Uh this person yeah. sought me out so they you know, they knew what my photos looked like before they even, you know, uh decided to hire me. Yeah. I explained to them what they were gonna what was gonna get and how it was gonna go down. Everything went like it was supposed to go down. And at the end, you know, when I gave them their photos, you know, they had a problem with them. You know, I had to take myself out of it and really look at it. And I don't think they were, you know, um photos that didn't flatter them. They weren't photos that were off Dramatically from what I was already putting out, and I had a couple of friends that were also photographers and in the creative, you know, uh, realm to look at it and nothing, nothing, nothing was wrong with it. But I had that trail on Instagram, you know, on my website for you to see. This is what I do, so you can't be mad, you know, when you get this back because I gave you exactly what you bought. Exactly. And you can't buy bananas and say, you know, this doesn't taste like an apple. That's not, <laughs> that's not what you bought. Yeah. So, yeah, like I feel like. Those 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 uh, trails and those portfolios and breadcrumbs. Those are things that you need to to have uh, established, that so you can reference and say, like, this is what I do. I'm not gonna, you know, do anything more, or I'm not gonna do, do anything less.
0: That's, a, that's an interesting perspective. Like, what when you do engagement shots? Like, what would you say? Like, uh, going back a little bit, what you did portraits for Combat Jack. You shot you shot events, club events, and try to amalgam different things. When we were together, you did some fitness stuff. So what would you say is your sort of lane or vertical in photography, right? And then furthermore, outside of like, not outside of, but in addition to what is your specific sort of niche or lane, you know, how do you kind of curate what sort of work you take on, right? Because you did engagement shots too. So you've done engagement shots, you've done event, you've done portraits. You know what I mean? How do you how do you kind of curate and say, all right, this is what I'm going to do, and this is going to help my development from where I, think,
1: I want to go. I think it's always changing. Like I said, I mean, I've narrowed down a lot from you know doing something as broad as fine arts. Like you know, I've, I've put out uh, books of illustrations before, but that's not that's not what's what my what my best lane is. Yeah. Know, my best lane is photography. Um, but even in photography, what's my best genre? You know. So um, right now, portraits are occupying that interest and you know in portraits i just love people yeah people are interesting people look different you know um you can still tell we're all human but we all look different so you know whether it's the Lovey project doing portraits of people and it's taking everything out of it they have they wear a uniform and a black shirt and, and have a, a white background so it's just your face you know or whether it's me doing a portrait walk um exploring a neighborhood and you know Exploring with a, per- a person and, and now I, I get your personality. I'm trying to capture that in addition to your outfit In addition to you know the area that we're in you know, so these are things that I guess I like to do right now And that's that's one thing my, my lane is um, and I also realize I've, I've realized lately that It's my duty as an artist to capture right now like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a historian I'm a very niche historian, you know like I um, I listened to a, a show the other day. Um, uh shout out to Amon Focus. He has a show now called um called New York said. He interviewed Jamel Shabazz, mm-hmm. OG photographer from Brooklyn.
0: Yeah, he was just at the stu- uh at the Schomburg.
1: Yeah, yeah, for uh was uh They like
0: they were interviewing something. for something. it was yeah. like last week I had a conf I think I went down to D C that day I know they yeah.
1: recently had something for like the Black Panthers. Okay. Um, um, I wasn't sure if it was for that, but he's responsible or he's he's responsible for capturing like decades and listen to that show that episode I think it was like episode 25 or so but listening to that to that show uh, I really put things in perspective that this guy was a historian yeah. he's got books he call them all of you know a, the time before crack you know? yeah that's, that's literally like you know the name like the time before crack before you know uh, things started to look fucked up. You know, you ask somebody, what time would you like to go back and, and live in, right? You know, take, if you. I guess if you take out the, all the, you know, like, racially related bad things for us. Yeah. <laughs> if we as black people could go back to a time period, you might say the 70s. Yeah. You know, because the 70s just, just seemed like it looked cool. Somebody responsible for taking those photos. Jamel Shabazz took photos, you know, in the 80s, you know, before crack and after crack. When hip hop was born, you know, so he's got early hip hop. He's got that. He's got that. He has the early
0: hip hop culture, not just hip hop. You know what I mean? What the yeah, culture was
1: yeah. around it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So like these, these are things that he's documenting that are that are awesome, and you know, I feel like it's your duty to do that and to keep that going. So when Jamel is gone, like mm-hmm. gone and dead, his photos are still here. So you know, in a sense, he's he's immortal. You know, he's living on through through his work. That's
0: what I think art should be, in my opinion, when you're creative and you create a body of work. Like, it should be timeless. It should be a thread or narrative that you kind of tell over time. You know what I mean? Like, looking back, like him being a historian and you saying him being immortal, you know, in my opinion, I think that that's like a big key. And just any form of art or creativity is being able to create something that you can just always kind of go back to like yeah you have certain things of the times you know so right now in music and and especially cultures that we identify with like hip-hop you know trap music is a big thing Mm -hmm. but i don't think that that's something that's going to be timeless like you know in 10 years we might be able to listen to a trap song or uh something that we like or something that's hot right now um, whether it's the lock, secure the bag, whatever you know, whatever song, um, future, and remember, remember that time. But are, is this music gonna be able to? Is this genre of music? Is this subgenre of music gonna be able to stand the test of time and be like, man, this was a classic, you know? Versus like something that's just hot at the
1: time. But I feel, I feel like, so the music that our parents grew up on, you know, they might have you know played for us, but um, we, we grew up because they had the internet back then and images weren't so accessible yeah you know, it had to be the music that make the music timeless you know the feel of it you know you, you know you know that feeling if you listen to something that Quincy Jones produced you know you, you, you hear something from you know the higher players, you know that feeling um, but now you know everybody has a, as a, has a camera camera phone you know you can make gifs there's all kinds of ways that you can capture somebody visually, and I think that's what's going to make, that's what's going to capsulize these performers like a Travis Scott, you know, or a Kid Cudi, or a Kanye West. You know, these guys are going to be remembered forever because we, we've been seeing them forever, and these photos, it's going to be hard to lose, you know, at photo evidence of Travis Scott. Yeah. You know, so I think that's contributing heavily to, um, how we remember these people and how timeless they they, they they are you know Jamel shot the hip-hop culture you don't see a lot of photos of him shooting run dmc but when you when you see the shots that he, that he he's got people in you know kango hats and adidas suits and shell toes you see the effect of run dmc yeah. You, know, it's like you see the effect that crack had you see the effect that you know um, civil rights had you know when Gordon Parks was documenting you know what was going on in uh, you know Alabama you know you know when he was documenting uh, gang gang leaders in, in Harlem you know like these are things at a time period that he captured and also the effects of what was whatever was relevant at the time so you know, Right now, you know we got Trump in office, you know, so you know might be a lot more. I mean, hate crimes going on, might be more racially, you know, uh, motivated acts of violence that are going on. So, whoever is the photographer in that community, well, that's going down. It's their duty to capture that, to show evidence of what we're going in that time. So hopefully, we learn from it and don't repeat it.
0: Yeah, I mean, so you're you're, you're all about. I mean, I, I, I resonate with that. You obviously wanna create a body of work that's gonna stand the test of time and document and archive these moments that you've had, whether it is somebody's engagement, whether it is a portrait, whatever. What do you think, in your opinion, you know, I think we talked about this a little bit when we did the Getty Images thing, here at Hub Seventeen, a special special shout out to my friends at Lululemon and here at Hub Seventeen, where we're actually recording the podcast live. Very very great community space, and they're doing a lot of dope things. Yeah. Um, but back to what I was saying, I think that um, what, what do you think? What do you think separates, you know, creatively and in the photography vertical lane? Like what makes your work different from somebody else's that shoots? You know, on the same camera, or you know, that shoots the same type of stuff that you shoot, uh, and and having an assortment of of different sort of uh, verticals and photography, like, what makes sure we're different from somebody else's?
1: Well, I feel like when you
0: when you look at it,
1: I feel like immediately it's your own perspective. I mean, that's the first thing that you see is your point of view. Yeah, Um, and you know, it's all about, I guess, like vantage vantage point, you know, like, like. when you when you go to a concert or for a party, you might like to go into the party and stand by the stage. Because you like to see the artist or you like to you know, be that close to the speaker. Yeah. Or you might like to be in the middle where all the action is, you know, and dance with some people. Or you might like to be in the back like a wallflower and just scope the scene. You know, that's your perspective. So what makes my work different is my perspective. Hmm. You know, I'll go up with somebody and talk to them, you know. They're, they're not just a subject, they're, they're a person. Yeah. And I want to capture that humanity. You know, for, I, I was out uh, in, in, in Newark doing a photo walk, doing a portrait walk with, um, with Christina Bright, Christmas on Instagram. Um, shout out to Newark. We were doing a shoot and just walking from where she lives, you know, in, in Newark to the end of the block. Before we got to the end of the block, it was some kids getting off from school and their mom was walking, walking with them home. And the kids see us, and it's not every day you see, you know, somebody shooting in the neighborhood. I guess depending on where your neighborhood is. You know, but it's not every day that you see that. And the kids are like, oh, what's going on? She's a model. And it's, you know, she she really loves Newark and she wants to bring it up. And, you know, she brought the kids over and she's like, hey, what's going on? You want you you want me to get a photo? You trying to talk to them while you from getting to know the kids. So now not only were you you know, shooting a portrait of what you, you know, I've got this interaction with her and, and, and the community. You know, and that's just evidence. You know that you're not just this person out here, just just American for you know for all intents and purposes. You're a human. And you're out here interacting in your neighborhood. You're you're out here building up this community. You're a part of the community, and I'm gonna capture you even you know, as yourself. I'm gonna capture you and your personality. I'm gonna capture you and your interaction yeah. with the community because it's all a part. You know, it, it, it all has a certain um, synergy. They, everything is everything is, is as important as, as the last thing. Yeah.
0: Word, word. Okay. Couple, couple. Because I know I gotta get you out of here. and We've been, been having a really, really good day and good time just rapping. Um, as a creative, as a photographer, you know, what what are you what are you inspired by right now? regards to how you create and and what you create and just kind of to keep going with the different challenges you face, with the different photography verticals and and creative verticals, video, graphic design, writing, production. What are you most inspired by right now that kind of fuels you to continue to create?
1: Uh, I guess what inspires me right now is the climate of the country. Okay, you know, I, I, I feel like it's a it's a lot going on. It's, you know, we're, we're able to see a, we're able to see what's going on more readily right right now. So yeah. it seems like somebody might be a cynic and say, "Hey, we not a cynic." Somebody might be somebody's point of view might might say what you know we're coming to the end of the day, it's just the end of the world. No, it's just all be becoming becoming relevant. Same shit was happening, you know, in two thousand sixteen that was happening in nineteen ninety six, that was happening in nineteen thirty-six. It's just more accessible. We can see, you know, what's going on, you know, in DC at the same time as we can see what's going on in LA. So let's say, you know, you know a lot of people know about Emmett Right, mm-hmm. you know, um, young man was brutally murdered, you know. In uh, the '60s, you know, for whistling and saying bye baby" to a white woman, you supposedly. Know? Yeah, supposedly, and I believe it was Mississippi, you know, and you know, brutally um, ru- ru- murdered, um, and he, his body was f- was photographed for people to see and published in papers. To show sure how horrific it was, but imagine if you had a scope into you know uh, Alabama. Georgia, you know, different cities in, the, in these states yeah. that all, you know, are going through the same thing. You will see a lot more details. You know, I'm not saying I want to, you know, shoot brutally murdered people, but um, I feel like there is a problem that we're all trying to solve. And right now, you know, I guess I'm really exploring the social justice space. Like, it's really new to me. Um, I say this about my project. I'm not one that feels like marching is my way to solve a problem. My voice is through photography. I feel so, the same way. Yeah, and this, and like I said, it's my duty to to say something, you know, visually. So uh, right now, like that's that's my biggest inspiration is to try to contribute to the solution.
0: Is that in addition to that being your inspiration? Like, what's going on now is. Would you say technology is also the inspiration or that plays into it, like having that accessibility to see what's happening in all these different places?
1: Yeah, I guess I'm inspired by that accessibility and I'm anxious to see how accessible it's going to be in the future. Like right now, we have the internet, but who knows what we'll have in 20 years from now. Right. You know, like we, we grew up. When TVs, they had, you know, two dials. You know, you got 13 numbers at the top and then a U. Right. You get to that U, and then you go to the bottom dial and go to maybe like 56. Yeah. Or 60 yeah. at the bottom. You know, we had that. Uh, I remember my mom used to make, you know, uh, cakes and she had a blender. She would plug up to the wall, and she would turn the blender on. And whenever she would turn the blender on, every TV in the house would have static. Because that's, <laughs> how, that's that was our... That was that's our a lot so, those, back those days. Now... You got pla- you got plasma screens, LED screens, you got curved screens, you got four K, you got all of this technology. You and got- you
0: got it on your phone you too. Got on your
1: phone, you got Apple Watches. You can look at what's going on, check in your heartbeat. You can see, get your news on your, on your wrist. You know, okay. so imagine what we're going to be able to to, to to do with our with our glasses, you know, with contact lenses in twenty thirty six. So.
0: Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah, Black
1: Mirror. Yeah, yo, shout out to Black Mirror on Netflix. That's a weird show, man. But we'll definitely look at that show. Um, um, but yeah, it's, I'm anxious, I'm, I can wait, you know, I want to I wanna, I wanna live life, but, I, but But in a sense, I'm just a phrase, I can't wait to see what happens, how right. far we progress by then, hopefully we have flying cars and all that stuff. Yeah,
0: I think, I mean, do you think, technolo- do you think technology is going to make us lazy? Because look at everything right now. Everything is on demand. Everything is when you want it.
1: Yeah. So I was just like, I mean, even this podcast, you know, like it, it might drop on a Tuesday of January sometime, you know, but you know, it's, you can you can listen to it whenever you want to, you can play it back as, much time, as many times as you want to, but no, I, I feel like, I'm taking it's about relevance. Um, I was just with my girlfriend's grandmother the other day, and she was talking about how she lived this hard life, but at the time she didn't know it was hard. Yeah. Because that was the norm. She had, used to have to, you know, go to like a stream to to get fresh water and come back with three buckets of water, when she was like a teenager or, or, or younger.
0: And that was normal for her. That was,
1: that was normal. Now you know we have power tools, we got roads, we got uh, all kinds of accessibility to to, to do different things, and you know. The next generation is gonna advance from the problems that we solve, but then we're gonna look at them like damn, you are lazy. For instance, imagine if we get rich right now, then our kids come up in a better situation than we than we came up in. Yeah, that's great, we wanted that. But we also look at it like these kids are spoiled they are not going to have the same what like. appreciation what's the what's the what, what, what's the, um, the hashtag kids today will never know oh I haven't seen that one yeah it's it's a. Uh, I mean it's just a bunch of situations like um, you know like like <laughs> like watching TV and having to have you know somebody touch the antenna yeah. <laughs> kids kids don't know what antennas are yeah kids. true Kids don't know, you know, what it's like to, to only be able to, or only have to dial seven digits to, to, to call somebody's phone. They don't know the payphone used to be ten cents. Yeah. So. And then they went up to twenty-five, and then yeah. up to fifty. Exactly. You know, they don't they don't they don't know that they're born with a phone in their hand. So right. they're born into the internet. So who knows what their kids are gonna be born into? So. It's
0: interesting, man. I'm not, Yeah, technology is an interesting thing, man. I, it, it it's helpful, but it's also like. Dang! Like, is it aiding in our success, or is it just kind of making us a little bit more lazy? Like, there's so many commercials now. Like, Google has Google Home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Amazon has their their thing. I forgot what it's called. Um, obviously, we have
1: huh? Some, some is it is it Alexa? Yeah, Alexa. Is it, is it, is it Amazon? Amazon has
0: Alexa. Yeah. Um, then you know, Apple's had Siri. I just actually started taking advantage of like the Siri feature. It's somewhere more. Because like you could. Her? Yeah. So like now. If I'm like cooking or doing something, I don't want to do it right now, but I'll just say hey Siri and I'll be and she'll just you know and you can turn that feature on or off. I've never really used it. But like I use it more and more now because I'll be like, Hey Siri, set an alarm for blah 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 time. You know? Uh whereas and it's not making me lazy, like I can just do it, but it's just easier to do that because you know what i mean but like if i want to do some research or something i'm gonna go look myself and not just kind of yeah. ask siri but yeah it's, technology just, is interesting i
1: just realized that siri can read my text messages yeah like, I'm like, you know, like, like
0: when i'm riding my bike sex. yeah when i ride my bike out or if like the other day it was cold here in new york like cold is cold and um I, was, I didn't want to take my hands out of my phone. So I was like, I had my headphones on listening to something and uh, hands out my pocket. And I was like, hey, Siri, what, read my last text message. You know, and I had a couple just kind of in the queue, but just read it. And, uh, you know, it gives you the opportunity to respond as well. So it comes in handy, but I just don't want it to get to a place where when we have kids, it makes our kids are so dependent on technology that they're lazy. You know, because we have had, we've had to work for things and do things. Like now you can... You know, kids now have, there's more accessibility with all the internet and just the accessibility we have to resources, like, it's so much easier to cheat, so, like, what are kids really learning? Like, imagine if we had an iPhone when we were in high school.
1: Yeah, you're a rat.
0: Yeah, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm not advocating for cheating, but, you know, I've definitely used some resources online yeah. uh, to help me get answers or whatever I needed to do whether it was a comp book uh, and using spark notes in English you know what I mean Is it's kind of like an abbreviated thing to get what you need
1: there's always a, it's always a way like oh I always gonna look for a way to I guess advance whether it's you know eth- ethically or not right you know we're gonna look for a way to come up
0: I think in the future ethics are gonna be subjective oh, yeah, yeah. Which is ethics and morals, which sucks, but that's just kind of the direction I can see things going in. All right, so last question, last question. And ask this to everybody, but just what does being a creative mean to you?
1: Uh, Being a creative, it's funny, like I I, I feel like people use that word too loosely to be honest sometimes. Um, But to me, being a creative, I feel like it just means that uh, you have an alternate way to communicate. You know, you, you might not take the traditional route, you know, in speaking to somebody you know, or um, you know, telling a story. You know, you know this way, you might take an alternative route to to do it. Like myself, um, I have a speech impediment. And I feel like my, I'm more creative when it comes to the way that I figure out how to communicate. So whether that's drawing out um, how I feel. I used to draw comics in, in, in college. So if, instead of venting about, oh, I, you know, I don't like the situation here, you know, or I wish this was like this, I would just draw it out, you know, and, and have, have a scene and, and that will be done. And somebody's gonna relate to it. I might be able to take that piece of creativity and then market it to somebody else, you know, whether it's um, a demographic that's going to buy this comic strip or whether it's, you know, um, a mattress company that might want to illustrate, you know, how comfortable the mattress is yeah. by showing, you know, all kinds of animals jumping up into the bed. You know, I, I, I was trying to think of that, uh, that brand. Uh, you see it on the train all the time. It's a mattress. It's, uh, it's not sleepies. I can't remember, but if you're on a train in the New York subway, you've seen this ad before, and you know somebody illustrated that, you know, and they were creative in, in, in drawing yeah. you know a situation. For sure, somebody might you know use a camera to take stills or, or to or to create um, a film. You have a certain situation in your life that you wanted to recreate. You make you make a movie out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're being creative in in, in communication.
0: Word. Word. That's good. That's good shit, man. Thank you so much for just taking the time today. I'm glad we got a chance to, to build and definitely catch up and, and rap. And uh, where can we find you on socials? Is, is it at Brian Summers? Or?
1: Yeah, everything everything online uh, finding me is my full name, Brian Summers. That's B-R-Y-O-N, Summers. I like the season, but more than one. Uh, so it's .com and, uh, you know, Twitter. I'm not jacking on Twitter, but, you know, I'm more Instagram heavy. So just look up Brian Summers. You can look up the We Love You Project um, on you know on everything, like Instagram as, as well as um, you know Facebook and, and, and Twitter and you know the website as well, and um, and yeah, I mean a lot of my independent projects are all on BrianSummers.com.
0: And Brian, not Byron. I, yep. I remember yeah. <laughs> you yeah. mess that up a little bit. Just like uh Brian Russell from the jazz is Brian yeah. Byron. I'm sure you got that a lot. But oh. it's Brian with a Y, not an I.
1: Yep, yep. I feel like so that's weird. a struggle I'm gonna have with the rest of my life, but, <laughs> but you know, I've, I've been doing it for a while, so.
0: Word, word, word. And you got you got We Were Getting Better. We did, just I just yeah. did an episode yeah. with him, so
1: We're Getting Better is uh, my first podcast. You know, the whole goal of the show is to inspire the aspiring. And my my newest show, uh, which is called uh, Shooting With Shooters, it's, you know, a play on words as well. Um, You know, a lot of times photographers don't get a chance to be photographed. So whenever I'm around another photographer, when we shoot, um, that's our chance to get a fire shot of each other. You know, so just shouting out dope creators, you know, in photography. On our Instagram, Shooting With Shooters, using the hashtag if you are a shooter and you shoot with somebody that's a photographer, you know, post that image and use the hashtag. And, um, yeah, we want, want SoundCloud for both of those, and we also want to hype to for both of those, and that's we're getting better, and shoot it, shooting with shoot And shout-out to Dio Cosoco at dark High on Instagram.
0: Word, word. Well, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. Definitely want to have you back. You know, there's so much more we could talk about, and a lot of even historical context is within our relationship that we didn't even touch on, but yeah, definitely. you know what I mean? It, it's great to have you, and, um thank you everybody for listening and, and subscribing and again if you have any questions for myself have any questions for Brian don't don't hesitate to hit him up uh, at B-R-Y-O-N S-U-M-M-E-R-S um, on socials and BrianSummers.com spelled the same way and then yeah if you have any questions for me um, thoughts on just you know this podcast any other episodes you want to hear you want to see don't forget to, to hit me up um, at creative underscore E on Instagram and Twitter Ian um, at at um as the email and yeah just, just any feedback that you guys have ratings please please do please feel free to pass this along to any other creatives that you know could benefit from this and any other, any other photographers as well feel free to pass it along, and special, special shout out to uh, our friends at Lululemon. Um, I've been working with them for almost about a year now doing different things here, so this is the first time I've had the opportunity to record here at their space, Hub 17, really, really dope creative space. We actually featured Brian here earlier this year uh, for my partnership with Getty Images, so uh, super, super grateful for them, and super grateful for Pip Snacks. again, you guys are awesome, and gonna be posting more mini moments, and and share what your mini moment is. uh, online as well. Twitter, Instagram, um, hashtag mini moment. Um, so thank you guys again for listening and and until next time, uh, have a good one.